please, for once and for all, stop calling it the Mecca of basketball. I'm in my zone. I'm in my zone. Breaking them as they come. Who crowned that number one? Welcome to In The Zone. I'm Chris Broussard. I want to start off by thanking all of the fans for tuning in to this podcast. We peaked at number three on the iTunes charts for sports, so we've really been feeling the love. If you're a fan of the show, please remember to subscribe, give us five stars, and leave a nice comment. It really does help out. All right, enough of that. Let's get right into it. This week, we're going to start off with a team that's always in the news, but rarely for the right reasons. Yes, the New York Knicks. I was born in New York City. Man, thank God New York City gave us hip-hop because it certainly hasn't given us much in the way of basketball over the past few, what, decades? Instead, the Knicks give us soap opera after soap opera after soap opera. And now, of course, in a tale that would make General Hospital envious, we've got Knicks president Phil Jackson and Knicks star Carmelo Anthony butting heads. What a shame that in the mecca of basketball, drama, rather than defense and dunks, rules the day. Then again on second thought. Thanks, Kane. That's right. On second thought, it actually does make sense since, with Broadway and all, New York is much more a mecca of drama and entertainment than basketball. In fact, if you ever hear me refer to New York City as the mecca of basketball again, slap a brother. What is the five fingers? Say to the face, slap! The notion that New York City is the world's hoop mecca is one of the most overstated myths in the game. Here's why. The Knicks are not a great NBA franchise. Contrary to popular opinion, the Knicks do not embody greatness. The Knicks are historic, yes. Along with the Boston Celtics, they're the only teams that have been in the league for its entire 70-year existence. Congratulations. There is something to be said for longevity. But when longevity is not coupled with winning, well, it actually just highlights your futility. Two championships in 70 years. That's what the Knicks have produced. Two. And the last one came 44 years ago. Think about that. Not one player in the league was born the last time the Knicks won a title. This been a long time. 14 franchises have won NBA championships since then. Eight of them claiming multiple crowns. And you're the Mecca? That's like calling Pittsburgh the mecca of baseball because the Pirates won two World Series back in the 1970s. Look, I admire the loyalty and knowledge of Knicks fans, but y'all have to realize that when people outside of New York look at your team, all they see are L's. I'm from New York and never was a fan of the Knicks. You're not a national team. You're not the Yankees or the Cowboys or the Lakers. I grew up in the Midwest, and when I thought of the NBA, the Knicks were, I don't know, maybe the 9th, 10th, 11th team that came to mind. Even when they got good again after drafting Patrick Ewing, and yes, those Knicks teams were good, they ultimately ended up being remembered as Michael Jordan's punching bag, which is fitting because those Knicks gave us a brutal brand of basketball that was more similar to something you might see in a boxing ring. New York is where legends go to die. 
You've heard the term coach killer. Well, the Knicks have become legend killers. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Lenny Wilkins and Larry Brown were Hall of Fame coaches when they took over the Knicks, but neither lasted more than a year. Isaiah Thomas was one of the greatest players of all time and a winning coach in Indiana. In New York, his tenure as the Knicks president and coach is remembered more for an embarrassing sexual harassment trial than for any success on the court. And now Phil Jackson, the NBA's winningest coach of all time, is ticking off the league's best player. Yeah, I'm talking LeBron. We balling our family tree. Ticking off his own best player, Melo. And ticking off the fans by handing out them bad contracts. Oh, and under the man with 11 rings, the Knicks record 69 and 141. This is bad. As if that weren't bad enough, the New York quicksand doesn't stop at coaches and executives. Steve Francis, Penny Hardaway, McGrady, Marbury, Stoudemire, they all found their way to the Knicks, but not until their best years were behind them. Still, other players who lost in New York went elsewhere and helped teams make deep playoff or even championship runs. Yeah, I'm talking Zach Randolph, Trevor Ariza, J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert, Timothy Mozgov. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. New York City no longer produces great NBA talent. I get that New York's reputation as the mecca of basketball stem not so much from the Knicks, but from the terrific players that once hailed from the city's playgrounds and high school gyms. Bob Cousy, Lenny Wilkins, Tiny Archibald, Connie Hawkins, Julius Irving, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bernard King, Chris Mullen, Hall of Famers and New Yorkers, all of them. But those days are over. Mullen, whose NBA career ended in 2001, was the last Hall of Famer from New York. Today, there's only 12 New Yorkers in the whole league. Hold up. That's right, America's largest city has only 12 players in the NBA. And guess what? None are perennial all-stars, let alone future Hall of Famers. The best, Kimba Walker, who's having a tremendous season for the Charlotte Hornets but he may not even be one of the league's top 10 point guards. Even the big time college programs know that all the mecca talk regarding New York City is now foolishness. Once upon a time, Sebastian Telfair, if you even remember that name, landed on the cover of Sports Illustrated, but recruiters have wised up. Two years ago, New York State ranked just 27th in the nation per capita in producing D1 players. Delaware ranked higher. Delaware. So painful as they may be, those are the facts. The question is, how do the Knicks go from being a humorous sideshow to a franchise moving in the right direction rather than in circles? One thing they can do is take heed to what I'm saying and recognize that they are not the Mecca, not a hoop heaven, not a destination franchise, that kids around the country grow up wanting to play for. That'll keep them from thinking playing A, B, and C is landing every superstar free agent that hits the market. Secondly, show a little dang patience. The Knicks fired Mike Woodson one season after he led them to 54 wins and the second round of the playoffs. They fired Lenny Wilkins when he had a 40 and 41 record. Right now, the Knicks would die to be one game under 500. Finally, there are some exceptions, but for the most part, 
Hire people at positions they are proven and experienced in. If you want to hire Phil Jackson, hire him to coach. If you want to hire Derek Fisher, hire him to play. New York is not the place to get your feet wet. As the Knicks have proven, that only leads to drowning. And if you don't know, now you know. Let me take a minute and tell you about the Make Me Smarter Football podcast hosted by my man Nick Wright and Pro Football Hall of Famer Chris Carter. This podcast is a 20-minute crash course of what's really happening in the NFL. Every Tuesday, Nick and Chris will take popular stories other media outlets are putting out there and tell you why so-called experts on other networks are getting them dead wrong. The Falcons have actually had a greater margin of victory throughout this postseason than the Patriots have. So this is... They're both blowing teams out thus far this year. Uh, Yes, but this is not the most dominant Patriots team that I've seen. When you look at it, there are holes. Watching Atlanta and then watching them this season score 540 points, I believe this is the most formidable offense in the previous six Super Bowls, even over the greatest show in turf. This podcast will make you think. It'll make you understand. It'll make you smarter. So subscribe to the Make Me Smarter Football Podcast. All right, as always, we're going to bring in my man DJ Johnny John. What's happening, man? I'm chilling, man. How's how's things going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about this game called Three Pointer. So hit me. Three Pointer. So a lot of things have popped up in the league this week. I just wanted to get your three opinions on them. All right. First... Let's let's stay with the Knicks, all right? Because you have some you have some opinions about the Knicks, all right? Uh, but Stephen A. Smith came out and said this about Carmelo Anthony. New York Knicks want to get rid of Carmelo Anthony. They want to get rid of him bad. They were willing to take Kevin Love. So what do you think? Should the Knicks move Carmelo Anthony for Kevin Love? I think the Knicks would be crazy to do that. All right, I know it's not going anywhere with Melo, but I don't think it would go anywhere with Kevin Love. Plus, Melo's only got two years, $54 million left on his deal after this season. Love, three years, $73 million left. Remember, your best player going forward is Christoph Porzingis, a power forward, same position as Kevin Love. And you can theorize about playing those two on the court together, but I think defensively that would be a nightmare. So if I'm the Knicks, I'm not giving up Melo for Kevin Love. All right, sounds good. Next up, next point, here we go. So LeBron made some post-game comments about the Cavs needing another playmaker. And then he actually tweeted this out. He said, I just feel we still need to improve in order to repeat, if that's what we want to do. So what, what is LeBron saying? There? Look, I love, he's keeping the foot on the gas, the pedal to the metal. Like, he's telling them, look, let's not be satisfied. You know, he has been in a championship franchise in Miami, a, champ- a franchise that's never satisfied, all right? He doesn't want Cleveland to get complacent. Hey, we got our first championship in 52 years. We're good now. And he's sending a message to his teammates, but also to the front office saying, look, this is not enough. Let's get as much talent as we can in here to win. I loved when he said, I'm going to be 33 next winter. I'm not wasting any time. I love this sense of urgency that he is creating. He's saying, I'm not content with three rings or four MVP titles or being a top five player of all time. We know he said he's chasing that ghost of Chicago. To do that, he knows it's about rings. Now, it can rub teammates the wrong way. I get it. But this has been LeBron's MO since he got back to Cleveland. 
this is not the first time he's done this. You know, there was talk. He, he sent passive aggressive tweets out for the last two yeah. years. And you know what? It's worked. I mean, they've overachieved, in my view, the last two years. Bringing Golden State to six games without Love and Kyrie and then beating Golden State last year. So I get it. It's harsh. It's uncomfortable. But I think that's what LeBron is doing. And I think it's it, it can work. Cool. All right, last question. Steve Kerr had some harsh words about the All-Star Game voting from the players. He said this. I am very disappointed in the players, though. I mean, they've asked for a vote, and uh, a lot of them just made a mockery of it. What do you think about that? I think Steve Kerr's right on the money, and it was embarrassing for the players and for the league. And if I was the league, I'd do two things. Number one, make a rule that you can no longer vote for yourself and you cannot vote for any teammates. Tony Allen voted for the whole entire Memphis Grizzlies starting five, okay? <laughs> now, secondly, I would send out a memo, talk to the Players Association, but get it out to the players that, look, we gave you this vote because you've been clamoring for it for several years now, and you made a mockery of it. You didn't take it seriously. You've got one year to get this right. If next season, you make a mockery of it again and don't take it seriously, then we're taking the vote from you, and it's going to be 50% fans and 50% media. All right, thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate it. The Clapback. All right, Knicks fans, I know you're salty, all right? But don't, get, don't take it personal, all right? I was just speaking facts. I don't bring feelings to a fact fight. But look, I'm going to do something special and give you a chance to clap back in two ways. Number one, tweet at me, leave a comment on our videos, and next week I'll respond to the best of the best on the show. And number two, next week I'll actually be in New York to record this podcast. So if you, the audience, want to nominate a celebrity fan, former Knicks player, or sports personality, let us know on social media and we'll try our best. No guarantees, but we'll try our best to book them as a guest so they can debate me on the show. All right, time to wrap it up and run it back. Stop calling it the Mecca of basketball. The notion that New York City is the world's hoop Mecca is one of the most overstated myths in the game. Not one player in the league was born the last time the Knicks won a title. The Knicks have become legend killers. Today, there's only 12 New Yorkers in the whole league. New York is not the place to get your feet wet. As the Knicks have proven, that only leads to drowning. Game blouses. That's it for this week's show. If you didn't already know, you can also listen to me live on my nationally syndicated radio show alongside my co-host Brian No on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll be reacting to live games and covering all of the major stories in sports. See you next week. Peace. Yeah. I'm in my zone.